Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Wonderful. Well, tonight we are going to be, uh, we've got a panel here tonight. You can see these chairs. There's going to be some people joining me. And so I'm going to call them to the stage tonight because we are going to be talking about prayer. Tonight is called Let's Talk Prayer. And so on our panel, we have Pastor Chu Haraj from our KC campus. Come on up. We have Pastor Chris Sutton from our Ringwood campus. Pastor Alex from our Lynbrook campus. And of course, Pastor Matt Hines, our senior pastor. While they're getting seated, I just want to encourage you that if you're a young adult uh, tonight, if you're aged between 18 and 30, we've got our gathering coming up in two weekends' time. I really encourage you to come along to that. It's really going to bless you. You can see Pastor Nathan and Lanita after the service, or you can register online. It's going to be a great event. Uh, the other thing we wanted to mention tonight is, uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to have a look at it, but we have a new resource center out in the foyer, and uh, it looks fantastic. Bronte's done a great job with it. I encourage you to go. Check out the books. Good job, Bronte. It does look good. Lots of great books, books for your kids, books for yourself, some great books on prayer as well. So if you're looking for some extra resource in your life, go to our resource center after the service. All right, so we're ready. Are we ready, everybody? We feel ready. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about some of maybe some of the questions that you've had about prayer, maybe some questions that you've been too afraid to ask or maybe a bit too embarrassed to ask. And uh, so we're going to talk about what prayer is, and uh, we're going to talk about how we pray. And so I've got my questions for our panelists, and they're experts on prayer. In fact, Pastor Chuha wrote the devotion for today. How great was the devotion? That was written by Pastor Chuha. Let's give her a hand. That was really good. It's beautiful. And uh, so we're going to start off. First of all, what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name. Maybe you're here today and you've wondered, why do we use Jesus' name when we pray? Pastor Alex, what do you think? And it's not the right answer to say, it's just that bit we put on the end of every prayer. That's the wrong answer, That's isn't it? That's the wrong answer. Could you give us a bit more information? A bit more than that. Okay. Uh, I think uh, when we talk about praying in Jesus' name, uh, we're talking about praying in the authority of it's, it's, a, it's an authority issue. Uh, when you go and do something in the name of the king, then you would go, it's actually twofold. It, 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 in those days, it would be something that was both under the authority of the king. So I come and I do this in the name of the king. It would be under the authority of the king, but it would also be for the benefit of, or for the honor of, or for the glory of the king. Yeah. So it wouldn't just be under his authority. It would obviously be something that furthered uh, what it is that he uh, he saw happening in his kingdom. And similarly, when we come and we... we uh, and Jesus actually encouraged us, come if you ask in my name. And it's interesting because sometimes we see that as a bit of a catch-all. If you ask in my name, then whatever it is that you ask, I will do for you. You might have heard that scripture. Um, and sometimes we think, oh, great, if I stick in Jesus' name, amen, at the end of my prayer, Jesus, I want a Ferrari, and I want a new car, a, a, a new boat, and in Jesus' name, Amen. And we go outside looking for the Ferrari. Mm. Uh, we've actually missed, it's not a magic formula. It's not a, right. a magic button you press. It is actually, God, I come and I ask this for the furtherance of the kingdom of Jesus and 
uh, and under the authority of Jesus. So we, we're actually, so that's why it's not just some catch-all. It's actually both, specifically for the advancement of His kingdom and under His authority. And we know when we come and we ask for the advancement of His kingdom and under His authority that He will come through in those areas. Yeah, great. Thank you, Pastor Alex. That was a great answer. What do you think? So, uh, yeah, give a hand. All right. So, following on from that, is it okay? to pray to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, or do we only pray to God? What, do we pray to every member of the Trinity? What do you think, Pastor Chris? You look like you've got some answers. Well, of course, if you're praying to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, you are praying to God, because we believe there's one God who eternally exists in three persons. Uh, but I think, you know, worship is an expression, is the highest expression of prayer. So we praise and we worship our Father, we praise and worship Jesus, and we, we honour the Holy Spirit. So yes, we can pray to them, but, but when it comes to bringing specific requests, Jesus said, uh, he said, your father knows your need before you even ask for it. But he said, this is how you are to pray. You, you, he said, when you pray, say, our father who art in heaven, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. And so, so we come to the father through Jesus and and the Bible tells us that Jesus is the one mediator between God and man. Christ has made the way through his death and resurrection. And now we know Jesus is alive and he's our great high priest. He represents us before the throne of grace. So when we use the name of Jesus, we, we, we have bold access into the presence of God. And we come to a father who loves us. And it's a throne of what? Not judgment, a throne of grace that we might receive grace and mercy to help in our time of need. So it's based, on, it's based on our relationship with God. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit is the spirit of adoption. And he cries out and says, Abba, Father. So, so I think it's important that these are not just interchangeable words, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, mm. Jesus, Lord, you know, Abba, Jehovah, whatever. You know, it's, this, these are real persons, but there's one God. And we can come through Christ and... And he wants us to have that relationship based on sonship. We, he loves us. He accepts us. He embraces us. We are righteous with his righteousness. That's why we can come boldly. So there's lots of scriptures about that. One example, Jesus said, In that day you shall ask me nothing. John 16, 23. Most assuredly I say to you, whenever you ask the Father in my name, he will, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Having said that, I don't think we need to be nervous and say, oh, I can't pray to Jesus or I can't talk. No, the Bible talks about fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, you're my friend, you're my guide, I need you, you know. And, and we call on the name of Jesus uh, for salvation and healing and everything else. So don't get uptight about it, but recognize the relationship with the Father. Yeah, great. I think sometimes culturally in some church circles, there's an idea that the Holy Spirit is actually less than the other two. Mm. And so people, you know, you know, don't have no problem with God and Jesus, oh, the Holy Spirit, but that's just, it's just wrong, you know. One God, three persons, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is our comforter, right? So Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to help us, right? So why often, when I often pray, Holy Spirit, help me, you know, help me today. Um, yeah. Speaking in tongues is a gift of the Holy Spirit that actually helps you, right? When you're praying in tongues, He knows what you're saying. And, uh, you know, sometimes you, you don't even know what to say. You know, you know there's an issue there, you know there's a problem there, but you actually don't know how to articulate it well. Where if you have the gift of tongues, which is available to all believers, right? When you start speaking in tongues, 
you are praying directly to God and, and the Holy Spirit knows exactly what you need at any yeah. one moment, you know. So there's a number of things that we can tap into uh, when it comes to our prayer. Yeah, I love that. I love that, you know. Uh, I love that verse that it says, you know, that even sometimes we don't know what to, to pray for. The Holy Spirit actually helps us to pray. And I love that picture because, as you said, Pastor Chris, God is, is uh, one, uh, is one God, and uh, but He helps us to pray to Him. I love that idea that, you know, we might not always find it easy to pray, but God actually helps us to pray, and that's the Holy Spirit's role in prayer as well. Yes, that's great. So uh, maybe some of you could share or all of you could share a little bit about how you personally approach your own prayer life. How do you pray? You know, there's lots of different ways that people pray. Uh, what is it you do? What's part of your daily routine when it comes to prayer? Well, I, I get up in the morning. I don't get out of bed. Uh, <laughs> uh, I start praying. That works for me. Some days I pray at nights because I can't sleep. And so yeah. it's a good uh, no, a remedy. Uh, just to pray, um, I I sing my prayers. I you sing, sing a lot. Yeah, I sing I my that. prayers. I find that I can articulate better when I sing. Uh, yeah, Pastor Chuha <laughs> actually sings beautifully as well. Part of her many talents. And I do like that you said that you don't get out of bed because it's going to get cold soon. <laughs> so I'm just going to claim that. I'm just going to remember Pastor Chuha stays in bed when she prays, so I won't feel so bad. <laughs> Stay nice and warm. Yeah, that doesn't work for me at all. Doesn't work yeah, for you no, at all. No, not even a little bit. Uh, if I, I can't sit down and pray. If I sit down and pray, I'll fall asleep. If I stay in bed and pray, <laughs> that's the end of it. It's not going to happen at all. So um, uh, the first thing I do is get out of bed and, and splash my face with water, and then I go walking. Mm. So I'm a person of routine. I, I can't do the pray at night, pray in the morning, pray whenever. Like I, it's just me. I need a routine. If I don't pray, if that's not one of the first things I do in my day, then to be honest, like I just don't pray all day. Mm. I, once, I, once I get out of the house and, start, and I go to work and I start doing stuff, that's it. I'm just locked into stuff. And then I come home and then I do whatever and then I collapse and go to sleep. So, so to, I, I have to pray in the day. That's just what I, in the morning, first thing I have to do. And for me, I go walking. Because uh, again, if I sit in a, you know, my wife sits in this nice comfy chair and opens her Bible, it's like, no way. It's a comfy <laughs> chair. I, I need to take one of these stools home. This would work really well. So <laughs> this would work really well. Um, then, then I wouldn't have to go walking. But I will go walking and, and I, I, my prayer life is highly relational. So it's not at all, I don't pray a lot for stuff, like asking God for stuff. I do figure God knows everything that I need and I and I love what Pastor Mark said uh, the other week when he was talking about prayer and it not being that laundry list of, of stuff, God, I need this and I need this. And so for me, it, that's what it's like. I go walking and it's just that Holy Spirit, it's just good to be here this mm. morning. How are you this morning? It's so nice for me to be able to hang out with you today. Mm. And so that's, for me, that's what works best. Yeah, great. Well, I see two different styles already. Yeah. Pastor Matt, how about you? Can you share a little bit about your daily routine when it comes to prayer? I've tried praying at night, I fall asleep, so um, morning for me really works, and uh, so I'll get up super early in the morning, and uh, I often read the Word first, and God just gives me ideas about the things that I should be praying for, you know. Um, it's good to fill your mind with the Word of God, you know. Uh, and then I normally start of just worshipping God, there's a transaction that takes place between me and God, so, Holy Spirit, come and fill me, I love you, you're so awesome. 
you know, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness. You know, yeah. just start off, well, you know, as you're saying it, you just sense the presence of God. You know, yeah. you just, God, you're so wonderful. I love you. You know, and then, uh, you know, then I'll just start praying for things. God, bless my family. Put your hand upon today. God, I pray, give me wisdom today. God, you know what I need today. I don't know what I need today. You know what's going to happen today. I've got no idea. But God, I pray in that moment, God, that you would speak to me. Often the Holy Spirit will speak to me about stuff that often will happen on that day, you know, and give me wisdom, an idea, a thought. Um, and I normally get to the end of my prayer and I just start dreaming, you know, and dreams are very, very powerful, you know, and I just allow the Holy Spirit just to fill my mind with dreams and, you know, speak to me about the future, speak to me about where the church is going, speak to me about my family. And I just start speaking into those things that I see. God, I just see that. God, I declare that. God, I prophesy that. God, I break through on that in the name of Jesus. So, you know, and what it does, it's not only just a, a petition thing. But it's a transaction. It's a, it's you know it's a transaction that takes place. Great, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we can see a theme emerging, which is to try not to fall asleep. So, <laughs> although we have different different approaches, Pastor Chris. Yeah. Well, in the last, I suppose the last year and year or so, it might be the last couple of years, um, Jasmine and I, when we get up, we wake up, uh, which is a good thing to do. That'll help. It does help. It does help. But no, what we do is we, every morning now, we have communion together. Now, that's, I'm, I'm a bit loath to say that because it sounds like it's super spiritual. It's not because we've been married for nearly 37 years. So probably for 35 of those years, we, we probably didn't very often pray together. We prayed individually. But it's just something that God put particularly on Jasmine's heart. And so we've been having communion together and praying. And so we obviously, we pray for our family, we pray for unsaved members of our family, and we have communion together in Jesus' name. And so that's been a powerful thing, very powerful. And then, and then I, I read through the Bible uh, in various programs that I read and love reading the Word. I'm, I'm more of a night prayer than a morning prayer. Uh, I pray in the car. So now we live in Lilydale and come to Dandenong. That's a good 30 minutes of prayer. So that's good. And I, I use the Lord's Prayer, but not always. And I don't use it mechanically like our Father who art in heaven, but the principles of it. So yeah. you come with worship. You come with relationship. And then you come uh, declaring the kingdom of God over your life, over your family, over where, where the kingdom of God is not manifest, your kingdom come in Jesus' name. And then forgiveness and all of those things and praying in tongues. The other thing I don't do enough of, which helps me enter the presence of God, is get on the piano at home and just worship God. And it's not for anyone's ears, but just me and the Lord. But Can you play the piano? Yeah. Yeah. We just learned something yeah. new about you, Pastor Chris. Yeah. Chris, there's a piano. There. <laughs> no, no. Look at that. There, there it is. Beautiful. Great. So who thinks we should get Pastor Chris to play at the end of tonight? Come on, Pastor Chris. Look, if we have time, Cease we and might. desist. Um, um, no, we don't have time. But all I'm saying is, but I realise when I do that, that's the quickest way I get into the manifest presence of God. Yeah. And then I can really pray in the Holy Ghost, in tongues, but also on target. And there are different ways for different people. And uh, Pastor Matt talked about his. But for me, that breaks into the the manifest presence of God 
the easiest and I need to do it more. Anyway, yeah. that's me. So some great uh, different approaches there for you and hopefully you can learn from that. I do love that uh, some of us are quite routine based and uh, others are a bit more I'm a bit like you, Pastor Chuha. It just depends on how the day goes, really. Um, but I actually, you know, and sometimes seasons, uh, it changes and has an effect on your life, too. I, I actually used to be very particular about the time of the day that I pray, and then I had children, and um, they started to dictate what time I woke up. Uh, and actually, it discouraged me for a little bit because I had a very set routine. And I read about, um, and actually, it's in one of our devotions just coming up in the next couple of days, that Billy Graham used to leave his Bible open in different rooms. And I love that, so that if he didn't get a chance to pray in the morning, uh, that actually, as he'd go into his room, it would remind him, you know, there's a Bible open, read some of the Word, and let God speak to you and spend some time. And uh, so some great keys, and I hope you can take uh, some of that away tonight and maybe you are looking to really change up your routine or to actually set a routine and so there's some great keys there the first one that we can all take home is we can pray in bed thanks pastor chuha <laughs> i accept that uh, but let me ask you a question a follow-on question from that maybe there's some people here tonight and um maybe they haven't really started a proper routine in prayer or maybe they're a new christian here tonight how how do you begin to pray what is it what should they do uh, pastor matt could you start to share about a little bit about some of the first steps they should take. Yeah, I think the big key is consistency, you know, and so, and then you begin to build it up. So consistency is a big key. So whether, if you don't normally pray, start five minutes a day and then, and then build up from there, you know. And really prayer is really talking to God, just, you know, yeah. talking to him, you know, God help me here and God, I thank you. You know, praise and prayer go hand in hand, you know. If you don't know what to pray, you often just read the Word of God, the New Testament, where Paul talks about things that we should be stepping into, pray those things over your life, you know. Um, you know, I mean, the Lord's Prayer, uh, obviously, is a great, you know, a great uh, uh, model that Jesus talks about. And I want to read it out of the um, message translation. And it says this, Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. And that's a great prayer, isn't it? You know, uh, Do what's best. And above all, so below, keep us alive with three square meals. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe next week after the fast. <laughs> Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. God, I pray, deal with the stuff in my heart. God, I forgive that person. God, if I've done anything, you know, I often always say, God, you know, if I've hurt anyone, forgive me. I'm sorry. You, know, you just never know, you know. And so just cleansing your heart, you know, dealing with those stuff, not carrying burdens is very powerful. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil, you know. I like that. You know, sometimes we're our own worst enemy. God, I pray, let me not make stupid mistakes today. You know, let me not do dumb things. And uh, I pray, God, you put your protection around me. God, I pray you'd guard me and help me, God, as I'm driving. And then he says this, you're in charge. You can do anything you want. You are ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. I like that, you know. And so it's just another twist on the Lord's Prayer. But to just have different things that you can go for, you know, external things, internal things. And it's a great start. But the big key is consistency. You know, if you can be consistent in your prayer life, whether it's five or six minutes, you know, half an hour, uh, an hour is very powerful. I do want to say this, that, you know, prayer, you know, in the Old Testament, the idea of the presence of God was often going to the Holy of Holies, you know, going for one step uh, into the next. And, you know, the Bible says that when Jesus rose again from the dead, the veil of the temple was torn in two. So there's this picture of that place that was inaccessible to man is now accessible to mankind. But it's a great kind of the same picture that every time you're praying, you're kind of just getting rid of all the stuff that is kind of hindering you. And I find for me the first half hour of prayer is, is, is quite difficult. You're thinking about stuff and you're concerned about stuff. 
But then you, you break into a zone where you're really leaving all of these earthly stresses behind and you're really stepping into this kind of, you know, environment where you really are in tune with the Spirit of God, you know. Now, God is always there. It's not like you are now more holy than what you were before. That's not true. But now, because you've just disciplined your mind and your spirit, you are now more in tune. And when you're in that place with God, it is just an absolutely wonderful place. You know, one of the things that fasting does, it just heightens your senses when it comes to the things of God. You know, you become more acutely aware of the things that God loves and the things that God doesn't like, you know. So, yeah. Can I just add to that? Um, don't, be, don't be scared by, because even as, as Pastor Matt's saying, you know, I find the first half hour is the half hour that, you know, like you've got to really break through. And I can just read minds going, the first half hour? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's, it, it takes time to build up your prayer life. Mm. It, like anything, like match fitness if you play sport or whatever. It takes time. And Pastor Matt's right. If it's five minutes, if it's three minutes, that's great. I was sitting with someone and um, talked about uh, doing 60 seconds of prayer, then uh, three minutes of reading their devotional, another 60 seconds of prayer, and I think that added up to five minutes. I hope it did. Uh, five minutes, I think that was. And then that's it. That's all you need to do for the day. Stop there and then move on. And then next week, see if you can expand that. But for this week... That's what you do, just do it every day. And at the right. risk of sounding a bit flippant or even like a bit of a kook, so just, you'll have to excuse me, it's my personality, okay? That's all it is, it's just my personality. I got this great app called Streaks. Now, there's been a lot of study around the gamification of uh, different goals to encourage people to actually achieve their goals. And oftentimes, something like an app that just has a streak on it, I've done it five times this week, six times this week, seven times, the fact that you've done it four times means you don't want to break your streak and you want to do it five. And it, it rewards you by just lighting up. There's not a lot in it, but it... I know, it's a real big reward, but... <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of studies, and it does depend on your personality. I understand that. I understand I'm a little bit unique in my personality. I get that as well. But there's probably at least but one... But can you play the piano? That's the point. <laughs> That's, the point. That's why I rely on the app. Oh, I can't do the piano. That's why. <laughs> Don't be afraid of your own personality. That's what I'm saying. If you know that yeah. that's your personality, then use those tools that allows you to step into that place where you are consistent and constant in your prayer relationship. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, Pastor Chuha mentioned she sings her prayers. I know people who write their prayers out. They yeah, find it right. easier. And uh, I think, you know, God knows that we have different and unique ways to communicate with Him. He made us. So I love that. What's the app called again? Streaks. Streaks. Okay, well, you can write that down. Don't download it now. Just pay attention, but just make a note of it. Uh, how about praying for our kids? You know, I can see there are parents here tonight, maybe parents-to-be. Um, Pastor Chuha, can you start to share with us tonight how do you pray for your kids? All right, I gotta write this down. And uh, you know, starting from if you're, you know, your children are babies, uh, I used to pray for them when they're sleeping because that's when they're angels. Then yes, and, that's uh, true. That's yeah, very true. Lay my hands on them, pray, uh, pray over what God has spoken to me when they were in the womb. Just pray that you know it will materialize, yeah, it will come to pass. Um, yeah. Pray that they will grow them intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, because mm -hmm. you know. If they're going to be healthy, they're going to be healthy in every part of their being. Mm -hmm. 
you know, your mom, you do laundry. Every time I would fold the clothes, I would say, oh, this is getting too small for my child. I would pray that God, you know, you would increase their capacity as they move on to the next stage, right? That what they wore before, they will not wear again. And so what you have for them before, it will not be what they're going to wear in, in the future, uh, that they will learn to um, move to the next stage. And so if they learn to walk or, you know, they grow to from a size S to a size L, that spiritually in their hearts, in their minds, you know, intellectually, emotionally, Great. they will also grow. I love that. Right. Who loves that? Yeah. Let's put a whole new spin on laundry. <laughs> Uh, I pray when my kids were teenagers, uh, I'd go in the rooms and clean their rooms and I would lie on their beds, uh, lie on their beds and, and, and then I would pray and I would ask God, reveal to me, God, what's going on with my kid? <laughs> what they're doing behind my back? <laughs> that silent rebellion when it's not, you know, up front, but you know, just behind my backs, they're doing stuff. I would lie on their bed and I would pray, I pray in their rooms. Uh, like I said, I sing, so I sing over them. I sing songs of deliverance, uh, sometimes songs of warfare, uh, fighting for, you know, their souls. Um, I lay my hands on their laptops, school laptops. Uh, my children don't know this, so today they're finding out. <laughs> I lay my hands on their laptops because whatever they watch, whatever comes at wow. them, that God will protect their minds, uh, that they will not be influenced by what they see and what they hear, that the voices out there, that the voice of God will be strong and clear in their hearts. Uh, I pray continually over them uh, that God will direct them in the right path. So then for me, uh, most importantly, now that they are young adults, uh, I pray that they make right choices. I pray that they have deep convictions because I no longer control them, I no longer can, can uh, direct them, so to speak, yeah. like order them, uh, but they have to have deep convictions that they will have, um, yeah. they'll develop strength of character. I remind them constantly as I pray for them that, you know, uh, they need to lay deep foundations in order to have high structures in life, whether it's work, school, or ministry. I think that's about it. Just that. <laughs> Just a whole bunch of nuggets dropped by Pastor Chuha. That was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I do what she did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the general rule. In summary, what she said. <laughs> My amazing. prayers have been far more desperate than that. Wow. And they increased when Caitlin left home and went and joined the army and, and went to Canberra. Boy, did my prayer life for Caitlin increase at that point in time. And so my... Uh, I just am in awe and now feel totally convicted. <laughs> wow! Um, it was far more about Jesus, just keep your hand on her. The one thing I was desperate for and have always been desperate for is God that she would know you. Yeah. Her name is Caitlin. We named her Caitlin de deliberately um, because it means pure in heart. And the Bible says the pure in heart shall see God. And that was our prayer for her from the very beginning. God, that she would see you. She would know you. She would see your face. Um, but boy, am I just in awe. I just feel like I need to bow in reverence. That is <laughs> phenomenal. Have you met my children? <laughs> and that's why your children are so good. Let that's me tell right. you right now. Good awesome. say, Pastor Alex. <laughs> uh, we did something similar. We, we would go in our kids' bedrooms and pray for them and pray on their beds and, you know, and just pray, you know, very similar to what Chuha did, you know. Uh, Franca is very similar. 
she's just got razor sharp perception. And so she would just say, Holy Spirit, talk to me about the kids. And, uh, you know, I think once we heard our kids talking, my mum always knows. We don't know how she knows, but she just <laughs> always knows. So, uh, yeah, but we do something very, very similar, you know. But we do pray, God, especially when our kids were young, give them a personal revelation of you, you know. Yeah. Our kids need to have an encounter with God themselves, you know. They can't rely on my encounter. And we'd often say this to our kids, you can't rely on my faith. You know, you need to build your own faith and you need to build your own relationship with the Lord. That needs to carry you throughout your life, you know. And so, you know, if your kids can get that when they're young, then it'll serve them in the latter years of their life, you know. So that's always been the big one for us. Well, I, I certainly know and believe that ha just having children as a Christian teaches you to pray because, you know, it does, you know. And, and so, so we always pray for, our, well, we pray for our children, no matter how old they get, you pray for them every day and use those weapons of warfare, you know, you use the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and you pray in the Holy Ghost. And it's not just a matter of God keeping them safe in the traffic. That's, you want that. You want them to be alive and well. But it's you pray that God's purpose will be fulfilled, God's destiny, that they'll have that relationship with him, that, that he will go, and their lives will be blessed and that they will be a blessing to many people and that their marriages will be blessed. And so, look, you know, you have kids and you just, you have a passion to pray for them every day and you, and it, it you, you do it more more than once, and and similar with my wife Jasmine, she's she's sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So there's been occasions where I can think of one in particular, where God, the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Ghost, just revealed to her uh, something about one of our kids, and just just really spoke to him with great strength. I mean, it scared me. That's how, that's how strong it was. And uh, but you know, he I was going to say he. Yeah, well, it is a he. Uh, <laughs> But, but he is serving God and loving God today and living for God today because of those prayers and because of that revelation of the Holy Spirit and amen. It's, so it's powerful and we need to just, you never stop doing it in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. One thing you all mentioned, of course, was you pray for your children to know God and have a revelation of God mm. uh, themselves. And uh, so can you share um, what, what you did to teach your children how they could pray. So do you have, did you have a routine in your home life, particularly when they were young, to teach them and build that foundation of prayer in their own life? I think a lot of families like to do family devotions. It didn't work in us. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my children were always fidgeting, nudging one another, laughing, joking, you know, and then, you know, I just lost my Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Me too. <laughs> Family devotions doesn't work for us. <laughs> uh, so just, just bask in that for a moment. No one feel condemned. Let's all enjoy that it doesn't work in every yeah, household. I, I hear families that say, oh, they do family devotions. They read the Bible together. This doesn't happen in mine. Um, I think one of the ways that, um, you know, you can teach your children is to, to let them know that you pray. Yeah. That you pray, you know, by example, that you pray. Uh, I remember getting my children involved in praying. Uh, for needs uh, when they were younger, you know, come pray, we need this, we are out of this, you know, we need God to come through, uh, getting them to pray. And then uh, when God answers, celebrating those answers and say, hey, God answered us, you know. Um, and uh, well, you know, as they grow older now, uh, we, uh, we do communion together as a family. Uh, we get them to pray, we get them to share, not as much as they should. Uh, and... Um, 
but uh, we get them together and we do family communion. I think that works better now that they are older. Um, and yeah, and as uh, they grow older, um, I teach them that, you know what, we can't pray for you anymore. You've got to have your own individual voices. You need to pray. You need to ask. If you, need, you want something, you need to ask of God. And I'm always encouraging them that, you know what, if you ask, God's going to answer you. And then celebrating those wins. Yeah, great. And so what about um, intercessory prayer, Pastor Chuha? Because I know um, there might be people here today, you've heard about it, or uh, you want to know a bit more information about, uh, maybe feel particularly that that's a gifting on your life. Can you share with us a little bit about what intercessory prayer is and how it works? Well, I think um, I started interceding organically because, you know, obviously I was persecuted when I was young. I just started really young and basically just pleaded my case before God. God, save me. Help me, you know, from abuse. I can't take this. So it just started with pleading my case before God. And then obviously seeing people that I love, who I knew loved me, turn into somebody that they're not, you know, uh, being angry and being abusive, uh, helped me to plead their case before God. And I think uh, intercessory prayer is basically more like a breach where, you know, we are the breach from God to others. And uh, we plead their cases. And sometimes it's just, you know, asking on their behalf. Sometimes it's just fighting for them, fighting for, you know, what they believe for, the breakthroughs that they, they want, just standing in that gap so we know of that scripture. But most of all, I think, it's just pleading the cases before God and say, God, would you come in and intervene? That's so powerful. Yeah. Um, I think of that scripture, Romans 8, 26. It says, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So uh, we can't pray effectively without, the, like Pastor Matt said earlier, without, said earlier but without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, helps us in our weaknesses. And one, one scholar said that it's a picture of that uh, God lays hold of our weaknesses along with us and carries his part of the burden facing us if two, as if two people were carrying a log, one at each end. And, uh, and I, the thought came to my mind, I I'm sure many of you have moved furniture or, or had to lift things and and you know if it's just you and your, your spouse it's it's hard work but if it's you got you know four guys from Lindbrook or something helping <laughs> and how many of you lifted been in something where you lift something like that and you've got the the four strong friends and and you you're lifting but you feel like a bit of a fraud you don't feel like you're doing anything I mean you, you're doing this but really you could do that you know because they're doing everything it's not quite like that but we have to do our part to pray, but when the Holy Spirit comes in and we pray in tongues and pray in the language of the Holy Ghost, God comes and he does the heavy lifting. Yeah, he great. does the heavy lifting. We, we don't know how to pray, but he does, and he comes and supernaturally strengthens us. And when it says there about groanings, praying with groanings that cannot be uttered, the, the word literally means which cannot be uttered in, in your normal intelligible speech, if it's English, but it, it's... But then Corinthians talks about, Paul talks about praying in the spirit and, he, and he's talking about praying in tongues. And so that word intercession is a powerful word. It's, 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 it means that God, the Holy Spirit, supercharges our prayer and God uses the same concept of that word 
Back in the Old Testament, like for example with um, Gideon, the Spirit of God came upon Gideon or the Spirit of God clothed himself with Gideon and Gideon became a mighty man of God when before he was fearful, yet God used him to lead his people to overcome an incredible enemy. And so I think when we pray in the Holy Ghost and pray in the language of the Spirit, we don't know, we don't know what to pray for. But the Holy Spirit sees and the Holy Spirit knows and he knows what we're up against as we pray in the Holy Ghost in the language of tongues and then we pray in English in the name of Jesus. We're right on target because we are in a battle and God will bring the breakthrough. And, that's, and so the Spirit of God enables our prayers to be powerful as we pray in tongues in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I think intercessory prayer is going after the same thing again and again and again until you see breakthrough. You know, now, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, repetitive prayers where there's no meaning or there's no heart behind it. That's not what the Bible's talking about, you know. But there is an intercessory prayer where you go after it. God bring breakthrough in this area. You know, God bring breakthrough. And, um, you know, the whole idea of petitions before God on a regular basis. You know, there are some things that I've prayed for that haven't broken through the first go, but probably about the 100th go, the 150th go, the 1,000th go, I've just gone after it, gone after it, gone after it. And I've said, God, either change my heart, change my mind if I'm on the wrong track, or change something. But where it is right now is unacceptable, and I need to have change. And there are times that God has changed my heart, but there is often many times that God has actually completely shifted that circumstance. What happens with us, we pray once, nothing happens, we let it go. You know, uh, and, and what often happens is that when you go after it again and again, God does two works. He does a work in your heart where you begin to have a more mature approach to that issue, but at the same time, God begins to shift that issue as well, you know. And, uh, you know, so I have a list, I have a prayer list, I have a prayer app, you know, I have my list, and I just go after certain things. God, bring breakthrough, bring breakthrough, bring breakthrough, bring breakthrough. Come on, God, I'm asking you, I'm believing you, I'm expecting you, I know that you can do it, you know and those types of things, and it begins to build. What happens as well is that when you pray repetitively for one thing, you actually start to believe it. Yeah. You know, so what happens is you, when you first pray, I don't know whether you really believe it, but after, after a few months of going after one thing, it actually becomes a conviction. Yeah. You know, it just, it is something that you are convinced that God is going to do, you right. know, and I think that is the faith zone, faith zone that you begin to step into. Right. You mentioned an app that you have, Pastor Matt, what's the name of your prayer? It's called Echo. Echo. Yep. So, um, there it is. Pray now. And I have a list. And one of my lists is the people in the church. So people come to me during the week, you know, can you pray for this? You're on my list. So when you hear you say, you're on my list, you're on my list. And so when the list comes up, bang, 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 off we go. So, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, repetitive prayer is very, very powerful. Yeah. Absolutely. Some great thoughts on prayer tonight. Before we close, uh, I've designed what I like to call the rapid fire questions. A couple of questions of some commonly asked questions about prayer. And uh, so we're going to test our pastor's knowledge right now. And the question's going to come up on the screen behind me. First one Is silent prayer okay, or do we always have to pray aloud? It's okay. Thank you, Pastor Chuha. <laughs> Praying silently and in bed. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> oh, do we all answer it? You, you can answer as well, Pastor. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Number two. Why do people always walk when they pray? Shouldn't we kneel? For you me, may it's have to noticed stay awake. some paces in this church. 
I think I've established that already. Stay awake. What about kneeling? Kneeling, <laughs> walking, on your face. There you go. I think it's not, the, it's not the position of you know, what you do, it's the position of your heart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, okay, number three. Hang on, did you put there on the piano as well? When you on the piano. Yeah. Piano, piano. He does kneel when he plays the piano. The piano works for me. Which All right, we've got to focus because we want Pastor Chris to play the piano after. We've got to give ourselves some time. Is it wrong to pray written prayers? No, no. No. There's prayers in the Bible, great prayers. Take a hold of Paul's prayers. Phenomenal. There's Holy Ghost inspired, but, but don't pray them routinely, you know. Get, let them come alive in you, but yeah. Thank you, Pastor Chris, great answer. All right, number four, last question for our panel tonight. If I pray, will God give me what I want? Ferrari, something else. For sure, if he says yes. Pastor Chuha tonight, she's on fire. Well, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, whether that is everything your heart desires or he will place the desires in your heart, you can read that one. Wonderful. He's not Santa Claus. Great. He's not Santa Claus. And I think Pastor Alex said it before. It's not magic. It's yeah. faith. I love yeah. that. I love to be reminded of that. Yeah, I, th I think, yeah, it's not that scripture is not a blank check for the carnally minded, but it is. A, it, we, we, but, but having said that, like Pastor Matt says, we need to be bigger and bolder in what we pray for, you know. The, the will of God is not this narrow little thing. The will of God, God is generous and wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. Amen. Amen. I do, I do think you do need to, you need to uh, understand the difference between what we want and what is good for us. There's lots of things that I've asked God for. <laughs> Thank God he didn't give them to me. Um, yeah, just let's leave it there. But, so let's just be very grateful that God doesn't always give you what you want. Sometimes he gives you what it is you need or what he right. knows you need. Very good. Well, I hope you've enjoyed tonight's edition of Let's Talk Prayer. Let's give our panelists a hand. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com. Dot AU.